You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. I feel like each and every year, like there's that poll out there, like, you know, who's, who's, who's the rowdiest, who, who are the worst, uh, most aggressive fan base in all of football. And each and every year, the Philadelphia Eagles and, and their fan base are voted. It's kind of interesting. Um, all right, Anthony, I see you're calling in from Mail Truck. You've got a fantasy question. Hang tight. I'm going to get to you in just a second. I want to bring you folks up to speed. Again, in just about 25 minutes, you got the Bengals and the Steelers kicking off. I'll have some picks and plays for you there as well. So stay tuned for that. Uh, at 4.30, we're going to hear from Cynthia Freeland from the NFL Network. She's going to be joining us. Uh, so quarterback-wise, uh, Trevor Lawrence has been um, cleared concussion protocol. So he will play this week for the Jacksonville Jaguars. CJ Stroud has not as of right now. So it looks like we're going to get another dose of Case Keenum. Uh, As we know, it's been reported here in our own backyard. Trevor Simeon is going to get the start this week against Washington as the Jets uh, get ready to host the Commanders. Will Levis is dealing with an ankle issue. Not sure if he's going to play. If he doesn't, they'll go back to Ryan Tannehill. So some news and notes there in regard to uh, the quarterback situation. I think I, I did a pretty good job opening up the show and, and, and going down the list of teams that are playing without their starting quarterback, which has to, happens to be over 50% of the league. It's just ridiculous. In regard to running backs, Jonathan Taylor is expected back in the backfield for the Colts, which is good for them. And if you did draft Zach Taylor, or Zach Taylor, Jonathan Taylor, uh, Zach Moss has been ruled out. So should be a, uh, a plenty, plentiful day uh, for Taylor in regard to volume that he should get in the backfield for the Colts. Uh, Pacheco back in action for the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, which again should have hefty amount of volume considering that uh, McKinnon is not going to play because of a groin issue. So both Jonathan Taylor and Pacheco, your starting running backs, back in action for the playoffs in fantasy football, God bless, and their backups not going to play. Jarek McKinnon because of uh, a groin and um, and Zach Moss, I'm, I'm not sure exactly what his injury is, but both those dudes are out. Uh, Keaton Mitchell out for the Baltimore Ravens, so Gus Edwards should get more carries against the 49ers. Kenneth Walker is dealing with a shoulder, but is expected to go for Seattle. Josh Jacobs dealing with a quad, uh, but looks like he will give it a go against Kansas City, at least the last I've heard. Stevenson running back in the backfield for the Patriots, still out because of an ankle. So another week of Ezekiel Elliott. Okay. Uh, A.J. Dillon dealing with a thumb issue, was able to practice limited this week. So we'll see what happens. Is he back in action in that backfield with Aaron Jones? Possibly for the Green Bay Packers. Brian Robinson out because of a hamstring issue. So uh, the Jets get ready to take on Gibson and Chris Rodriguez in the backfield for the Commanders. Okay, so running backs you need to be in the know about heading into this week's action. Wide receivers, uh, Tyreek Hill dealing with an ankle. I really believe that Tyreek Hill sat out last week to be ready to play this week against Dallas. So I absolutely positively uh, believe that Tyreek Hill will be active and attractive against the Dallas Cowboys. And I think a ton of points are going to be put up in that game, by the way. So uh, Tyreek Hill dealing with an ankle. Just stay tuned. But again, my gut's telling me he plays. Uh, Zay Jones is dealing with a, a hamstring issue. Christian Kirk is already on IR and he's out. 
So it could be a big day for, uh, for Calvin Ridley and good news that Trevor Lawrence passed concussion protocols. So I drafted Calvin Ridley pretty early. I want to say like in the second or third round in a lot of my fantasy leagues. So, uh, so that bodes well. Obviously, if you have Calvin Ridley on your fantasy team, uh, uh, Keenan Allen out for the Chargers. Uh, so Josh Palmer, if he's available on your waiver wire, could be a sneaky good play for you this week. Okay, I think, you know, obviously the Chargers are going to be playing catch-up against a, a Buffalo Bills offense that has just been rolling on all cylinders. Have they not? Kadarius Toney is out for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I'm sure that Patrick Mahomes uh, could care less about that because he hasn't been able to catch balls for him, let alone uh, a part of <laughs> a part of uh, penalties that have cost the team games. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is out for the Patriots. Could be a big day for um, for Douglas, wide receiver Douglas for the Patriots. Uh, Devontae Smith, dealing with a knee issue, is expected to go for Philadelphia. Uh, Nico Collins, dealing with a calf, still a big question mark there. If he can't go, Noah Brown, obviously, could be a, a good flex play for you. Michael Pittman, dealing with a shoulder, is expected to play for the Colts. Chris Watson, doubtful with a hamstring issue for the Green Bay Packers. Also, uh, Reed is dealing with a toe issue. Could be a big game for Romeo Dobbs. If you have Romeo Dobbs on your roster. Marquise Brown is out for Arizona. Uh, Trey McBride. Dare I say Trey McBride, to me, could be the number one tight end. Even, even better than Kelsey heading into this week. Possibly in regards to the number of, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets like 15, 20 targets this week. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Hunter Henry out for New England again. So if you've got Douglas, if Juju Smith-Schuster is out, Hunter Henry is out for the Patriots. Boy, you've got Douglas again, a guy who could be peppered a lot with targets. Uh, Musgrave tied in for the Green Bay Packers dealing with a kidney. So he's out. So again, uh, Dobbs and uh, and Douglas could get a, a real hefty volume share of targets this week, right? And Mayer, tied in for the for the Las Vegas Raiders, is out because of a toe issue. So Henry, Musgrave, and Mayer are all out. So uh, players that you need to be in the know about as we get closer to uh, to kickoff, not only of course today but tomorrow and of course Monday as well. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Let's go to Anthony. Again, calling in from that mail truck. Anthony, good afternoon. How you doing? Anita, how are you? Fantastic. Thank you. Happy holidays. Good, good. Happy holidays. So I have uh, two questions for two different leagues. So my first mm -hmm. question is going to be a quarterback question. Don't, don't ask me why because I don't know. I don't really trust Kyler Murray this week. So if I don't trust Kyler Murray, um, I will give you the top five quarterbacks that I can pick up and maybe you could just – say you'd rather go with one of them or stick with Kyler. So there's uh, Heineke, uh, Minshew, Wilson, uh, Baker Mayfield, and Nick Mullins. Um, would you stick with um, Would you stick I would with go, Kyler? I, go I, would go, I would go Baker. If, if, if you don't feel good about... the same thing. If you don't feel good about Murray, I would go Baker. Okay, and my other question, and I never thought that in my fantasy playoffs I'd be asking this question, but... Do we trust Bijan this week, or I have two viable options on the bench that I could start that I have more um, more faith in? I have 
Ty Chandler and I have Pacheco on my bench. Um, do I start one of them over Bijan, or do I just ride Bijan? And you know, since he was my second round pick, uh, first round of the second round, uh, first pick of the second round, um, just use him. Or what do you think? Yeah, Thanks, I Leo. like Ty. I like both Ty Chandler and Pacheco. Um, okay, over Bijan. Um. I, I I just I I think yes I think volume wise I think they're going to get a vo- I mean listen you and, and thanks for the phone call appreciate it uh, we saw Ty Chandler was that offense last week so if if Madison is out which they're expecting him to be out yeah I I would first things first I, I think you you're I would play Pacheco regardless um, and I think it comes down to Ty Chandler or Bijan Robinson and Bijan Robinson to me is, you know, obviously the better running back, but if, if, if Madison is out and they're rolling with Nick Mullins and I think they're going to be really committed to uh, running the football yet again, then yeah, I, I would go, I would go Ty Chandler. Let's go to Brian in Oceanside. Brian, welcome in. Happy holidays, Anita. I got a little rapid fire for you because I only have about eight minutes to decide before the game. Uh Oh, Aquan. Saquon or Joe Mixon? I yeah, I think you, I think. Okay, time out, time out, time out, Brian. Uh, I think you. I think you go Mixon. Uh, last week, okay. uh, Saquon Barkley only played thirty plays. I don't know what the hell's going yeah. on there. You know, maybe they're maybe what they're doing is you know they're they're ramping him down. Uh, I know that you know he's still feeling effects from his injury, so that's that's a huge concern for me, right? Because I just don't think I don't think Saquon's getting the volume now. I I agree. I agree. Right? Uh, then I got Baker or Trevor Lawrence with Mike Evans being my wide receiver too. Yeah, I, I think you I, I think you got to go Trevor Lawrence there. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I, listen, uh, if, if you're feel, if you're feeling Baker, if you're feeling Baker then go for it. Sounds good. But, Have a good but holiday. with Trevor Lawrence being cleared and he's going to play, I, I think you got to go Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Uh, Brian, good luck. Henry, Richard, um, Lyndon, hang tight. Uh, Quick break. We come back. I'll get to your calls for sure. Also, uh, Steelers and the Bengals kicking off in 15 minutes. I've got some picks as well as some prop bets for you to play heading into this matchup. We'll dive into that next right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Let's get everybody rocked, rocked, locked and loaded <laughs> for this Bengals-Steelers game. Uh, I'm sitting here in the in in, in the break. I'm putting in um, I'm putting in all my bets as I'm sitting here. I'm multitasking as I'm sitting here talking to you. Ugh, I don't like that line. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I like the Steelers here today, and uh, so the Steelers right now are getting three. So I'm gonna play. I'm, I'm gonna spend a little extra juice, and I'm gonna play the Steelers plus three and a half. Okay. Uh, the Steelers are 26-4 and four against the spread. Their last 30 games at home as a home dog. There's a lot of talk and speculation right now that this is Mike Tomlin's uh, last season with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'll tell you what, players love this man. So I, I just I want to believe that the, that the Steelers team is going to play really hard for him throughout. Um, also, I'm going to use the Steelers as a two-team, six-point teaser, and I'm going to tease them up to plus nine today at home. Okay? So, again... Steelers plus three and a half. I'm also going to tease them up to plus nine and I'm going to align that with the Buffalo Bills and I'm going to tease the Buffalo Bills down to minus six and a half. So Saturday special teaser Pittsburgh plus nine, the Buffalo Bills minus six and a half. Okay. Um, as we know, the Steelers roll, rolling with red nose reindeer Rudolph. I actually like Mason Rudolph. I actually like him better than Trubisky. So I don't think this is that much of a downgrade to be quite frank. This is a Pittsburgh Steelers team. They dominated the Bengals back in week 12. In fact, they outgained them by 200 yards, which is rare this season with, uh, with the Steelers. What we've seen from the Steelers this season is they're winning games without outgaining teams in yardage. They held the Bengals to, to only two of 10 third downs. So um, I think we're going to see much of the same today with the Steelers team and the Steelers defense. Uh, the Bengals, they lose DJ Reader, which I think is going to hurt them defensively, especially against the run. And no Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is out for the Cincinnati Bengals today. So, um, so again, Steelers plus three and a half. I'm going to buy the hook up. I'm also going to use them as a two-team, six-point teaser, tease them up to plus nine. I'm going to line that with the Buffalo Bills at minus six and a half. Two prop bets that I like, actually three. One is Jalen Warren, over 42 and a half rushing yards. Again, the, the Bengals defense, they can't stop the run. DJ Reader is out. They're 27th in rushing yards allowed per game, even with DJ in, and 29th in run defense. So I, I think we're going to get a heavy dose of both Warren and um, Najee. But I like Warren. I think Warren's the better running back. Just my two cents. So over 42 and a half rushing yards for Jalen Warren. That's a prop bet that I'm playing. And also Tanner Hudson. Tanner Hudson. Over two and a half receptions. And over 23 and a half receiving yards for Tanner Hudson. Wide receiver for Cincinnati. With no Jamar Chase and uh, Browning, who of course is going to be quarterbacking for them, loves him some, some Tanner Hudson. And he's targeted... 
at least six to seven targets a game. So I'm going over two and a half receptions and over 23 and a half receiving yards for Tanner Hudson. That's how I'm playing the game. Get on it. You've got about 10 minutes. 800-919-3776. Let's go to Richard in Manhattan. Richard, welcome in. Hi, Anita. You know who has the most pressure out of all the New York teams today that played? We have the three hockey teams, the two basketball teams. St. John's is playing. But the team and the football games, the team that has the most pressure to win tonight are the Brooklyn Nets. Because if they lose to Detroit, wow, that will not sit well with their fans. So the Nets have a lot of pressure. But a great, great day today in sports. Then I'm looking forward to tomorrow watching Tommy DeVito. That's great. And, of course, the rest of the games. And then Sunday we wake up to the Knicks. Then we got the great fo- the uh, football. No, DeVito's playing on on Monday. But we on have Monday. Right. We have the Jet game tomorrow. And then we have the San Francisco-Baltimore game. And the reason I really love that game, not because I think it's going to be a Super Bowl preview, because we know that these games now mean nothing. We thought the Atlanta Braves were going to win it. We thought the Milwaukee Bucks were going to win it. We thought the Boston Bruins were going to win it these past seasons. And they couldn't even get past the first round. But I look forward to the game Sunday night because first of all, Monday night rather because I love Lamar Jackson. I love watching him play. But I really like watching San Francisco's field. I think the games on that turf with the real grass and sort of the dirt. You know, it's really old time football. So I really love that stuff, Anita. But it's a great time to be a sports fan because a lot's going on. And don't underestimate St. John's tonight. They got a tough game against UConn. Seton Hall just beat them. But if Patino can get this done tonight, wow. You're going to hear people calling about college basketball now because we haven't had college basketball. Well, a couple of years ago we had St. Peter's make that run. But St. John's hasn't had a team that we called in about since our test left. And those guys left in the early 2000s. So let's see what happens with Patino. Anita, always a pleasure. Thank you. Happy holidays, Richard. Uh, let's go to Linda from Staten Island. Linda, welcome in. This, isn't, this, is, this is a treat. We get Linda on a... Yeah. On a Saturday afternoon, happy holidays to you and yours, Linda. Same to you. Merry Christmas, Anita, to you and your mother and everybody Thank else. Thank you. Thank you. Um, this is the question for the game that's coming on at 430. Should I stick with Brees Hall, because I really think he's a dud lately, or should I pair have Joe Mixon with Chase Brown? Because they seem to be using him a lot. I'm sorry, one, one more time. Who are you deciding on? I I don't know about using Brees Hall on Sunday or put Chase Brown in there because I compare him with Joe Mixon. I own Joe Mixon. And I'm playing right. him. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think I think there's more upside with Chase Brown, and they seem to really, really like him. Okay. All right. Merry Christmas, Anita. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Linda. Too. Appreciate you. Uh, let's go to, is it E. Frank calling in from Astoria? Uh, welcome in. Yes, uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm glad to be on the, your show uh, before we hit the Christmas uh, holiday because uh, I've been trying to get on the Mr. Grasso's show, and it's been impossible during jet season. So I'm just going to say this in regards to the New York Jets. Uh, now that Mr. Trevor is the, the guy that's going to be in the helm probably for the next three games, uh, in your opinion, and I don't want to sound pessimistic, uh, what is the uh, outcome of if the Jets end up like uh, a prior season, winning three games and not knowing what to do with the Jets' uh, quarterback position? Yeah, I, I don't see that. And, and E. Frank, thanks for the phone call. I appreciate it. Uh, I, I just, I, with all due respect, like I just, I, I don't see that happening. Um, 
you know, can can the Jets beat the Commanders? Yeah, you, you know what? They should. They should beat the Commanders. Uh, Sam Howell at, at quarterback. We're going to hear from Bram Weinstein a little bit later on the show. He's uh, one of the voices of the Commanders broadcast team. Uh, but this is a Commanders team. They're already, you know, talking speculation. Ron Rivera's out. What's going to happen with Eric Bieniemy? Um, you know, I, I think they need to see, make a decision what they're going to do with Sam Howell. This should be a winnable game. But I don't see the Jets with Trevor Simeon beating the Browns at home. Their defense is just ridiculous, holding teams to only 10 points a game at home. And Joe Flacco has been playing out of his mind. Uh, and then and then the final week uh, with the Patriots, a, a lot of people are speculating that's, um, that more than likely w- will be the last game for Bill Belichick as a Patriot. Who knows? Again, I'm not. I'm not reporting anything. I don't. I, this is just. Again, this is what's out there. This is talk. This is speculation. What's out there? So, I'm sure there's nothing that he would want more uh, than beating the Jets, uh, the last game of the season. So we'll see what happens. So, um, I have this Jets team going one and two, the remainder of the season. I I, I truly believe that the Jets are going to be drafting in the top ten next year. That's my take. Let's go to Troy in Edison. Troy, welcome in. How you doing, Anita? Hi. I'm in a bit of I'm in a bit of a dilemma here. I got the number one seed playoffs, two quarterback league. Stroud is out. I'm stuck between Easton Stick or Heineke. Heineke or who? Stick. Oh wow. oh gosh. Yeah, I know. What? I got Wilson go I got Wilson in one slot. And the other one is Heineke or Stick, and that's all that's left because it's two QB league. Um, Minshew's gone? Yep. You got Stick, uh, Heineke, that's who I have on my team right now. Free agents left are Keenum, Rudolph, Zappi, and Simeon. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think you've got to go Heineke. I, I wouldn't go Stick. I think you've yeah, got to go got Heineke. Heineke in the lineup now. Just wanted to make sure I was making the right decision. Yeah, I'm sorry, Troy. Good luck with that. <laughs> happy yeah, happy holidays to you. Let's go to Stephen calling in from Orange. Stephen, welcome in. How are you? My first time calling in. Question: oh, I have um, I have Tyler Higgins for uh, Cincinnati wide receiver. Do I put him in my lineup? I, I think you should, especially Jamar Chase is out. Uh, yeah, I would. Who 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 are you benching in 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 place of him? Um, I have Sutton from Denver and uh, Goodwin from Tampa Bay. So I'm kind of like up in the air here. Ooh, uh, Sutton's been scoring a ton of touchdowns. And I also have Tyler Boyd. I also have Tyler Boyd on my bench as well. What about him? Yeah, no, I, Higgins to me uh, steps up big time. Um. I don't know. I don't know if I would. I would bench Sutton, Cortland Sutton. He's he's been scoring a ton of. T- he's got like what 10, 12 touchdowns this season, Steve. Yeah, and what about Goodwin? I mean, I know he's kind of had some. No. Uh, you know some issues. Yeah, yeah, he's got some, some health issues. issues. I don't. That's that's a toss up for me, Stephen. Um, yeah, I, I don't think. And thanks for the phone call. I, I don't think I would bench uh, Cortland Sutton just because he's he's targeted so much in in the red zone. Uh, let's and, and they're back in Denver. You know, they've played three games on the road. So they're back in Denver. I, I wouldn't bench Sutton. Uh, let's go to Steve in Tom's River. Steve, welcome in. Hey, Anita, you're great. 
listen, I got a dilemma here. Mixon or Taylor? Because uh, Moss is out, so I'm figuring. Yeah, I think I think you got to I think you got to go I think you got to go Jonathan Taylor here with with Zach Moss out and and the Colts trying to uh, you know win this division. Yeah, I I think you've got to go Jonathan Taylor, Steve. That's what I did. Thanks, Anita. You got it. Good luck. All right, uh, quick break. We come back. Cynthia Freeland from the NFL Network will join us like she does each and every Saturday. Stay tuned for that right here on ninety eight point seven ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. The wonderful, fabulous, gorgeous, talented, brilliant Cynthia Freeland joins us each and every week. uh, And I'm blessed to call her my friend. Uh, You can see her all over the NFL network. Cynthia, happy holidays to you and yours. How's your wonderful mother who follows me on everything social media, likes everything I post? Yes. She's. She's, the she's best. a master liker. Yeah, she's a very <laughs> she loves you. She loves you. She's a like your number one fan. She they're out here. Oh. Mom and dad are here. We're gonna actually head to the Chargers and Bills game all as a family. So there we're like sixteen of us. It's gonna be a little insane, but we're gonna have fun. <laughs> oh my gosh, how much fun! Okay, well let's start right there then, since you're going to the game, right? Uh, we've got two games mm-hmm. on Saturday. Cincinnati going up against the Steelers, uh, the Buffalo Bills and the Chargers later on at night. I like the team total over 27 and a half of the Buffalo Bills. They're just they're steamrolling people at this point. And the Chargers, man, uh, push the reset button. That's for sure. What's your play here? Buffalo Bills favored by 12 and a half. The over under is 44. Do you have a play in this matchup? I think I, I think this is a really important game for guys like Stefan Diggs and maybe even Gabe Davis to get back on track. You saw Dalton Kincaid with, you know, kind of some weird miss. You know, he only had two targets last game against the Cowboys. Obviously, they ran the ball a ton, but you didn't you had you have to get that though, those pieces together in the pass game. And this is the great opportunity to do it, especially if you look at like guys like Michael Davis and coverage like he just allowed like a ton of catches and touchdowns so I feel like while I'd like to say that you know it's 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 going to be a game where you know the game script would dictate that the Bills are going to be running the ball in the second half I think the game script would dictate that and the score would dictate that but I don't think that the Bills will take their foot off the gas I think they need to kind of work out some of those chemistry stuff so that heading into their push to make the playoffs or push to even potentially still win the division, they need to get that passing. So I love a Stephon Diggs touchdown. Looking at Sunday slate, let's talk about your Detroit Lions. They're on the road uh, in Minnesota, but only favored by three. I, I'm a little surprised here. Uh, the over-under is 47 and a half. How confident are you in your Lions this week against Minnesota? As a fan, I'm not very confident. I mean, I like it's been 30 years since they've won the division, a division which wasn't even called the NFC North at the time. It was the Central. So I just it just makes me a little bit worried. Um, look, the math is there in favor of the Lions. I do understand why it's kind of, you know, the, the numbers lower because, you know, we have some, the defense plays like a very risky style. Either they bring the house with a ton of blitz or they drop everybody back in coverage with six defensive backs. So it's an interesting strategy. So it, it kind of makes the, to me, it, it can, it can muddy the water of, is it going to be a touchdown or is it going to be a field goal? But one I like in this one particularly is the Jameer Gibbs longest rush total. It's 13 and a half. 
And that seems ridiculous to me because this guy, he breaks free of tackles. He's doing yards after the, the catch, or sorry, yards after contact and yards after the catch at such a high rate. So that's actually like my favorite thing about that entire game. Because <laughs> as a fan, I'm just like, oh, dear God, please don't disappoint me. Uh, I'm just, I'm so, as, as your friend, I am so excited for this Detroit Lions team. That's for sure. Um, there are two really phenomenal games on the slate this week. And, and uh, the one on Sunday, late afternoon, Dallas going up against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, this is a 4.30 kickoff. The Miami Dolphins favored by one and a half. The over-under is 50 here. I'm on the over here. Right. I, I, yep. I'm calling I'm calling these two teams pretenders, not contenders, because they really haven't played a lot of really good teams this season. Uh, and when they do go up against really good teams, their defense gives up a lot of points. How are you playing this one? Well, the old lines in both teams are really suspect. I saw a lot of people like Tyron Smith got added to the injury report just yesterday. That's our left tackle. Zach Martin for the the Cowboys. He went down last game. Injuries to the O-line always scare me. And then on the other side, we've been, you know, it's well documented that the Dolphins have their entire O-line has been like on life support here for a couple of weeks. So I I agree with you that I do think that both of these teams are going to be able to score points. I feel like the team that's able to, get the ball out faster, which this season has been the Dolphins. Tua gets it out really fast and Raheem Mostert. The difference between having those two and the fact that for whatever reason, the Cowboys kind of abandon the run game. And when you get, when they're, when they're playing with a lead, you don't see the fact that their run defense is very vulnerable, but the bills put that on display last week. So I do think a lot of points, at least more than 50. It's funny that this season, like 50 is like, wow, there's so few points forecasting over 50, you know, so few games forecasting over 50 points. But like last season, it was like every third game. So it's just interesting that to show you the, the differences in the defenses in this season versus last. But I, I think you're right. I think this is the highest scoring game of the weekend. The Baltimore Ravens heading out west to take on the 49ers. This very well could be our Super Bowl matchup that we're going to see in February. Who knows? Uh, the 49ers favored by five and a half. The over-under is 47. The Ravens on the money line at two to one. My gut is telling me Ravens are going to be the in, in this at the end. What What is your gut telling you, Cynthia? I think it's a close game. I think, you know, look, I was watching, re-watching that game from last week and Ronnie Stanley, the left tackle for the Ravens was in and out. He's just not right. He's not himself. You know, obviously concussion and also, you know, leg injury. So it, we, there's some battles going on there. And you know that the Niners, even without Eric Armstead, can bring the heat. So I'm looking at that and I'm a little scared. But I do think that if you, the secondary for the Niners, there are some areas you can exploit them. So I think this is a really interesting matchup. I think it's going to come right down to the wire. If I were like, I think that there's more value on the Ravens, but if I had to tell you who I feel more confident in, like just winning, it's the Niners just because of the O-line woes for the Ravens. Uh, before we move on to fantasy, got to ask you about our hometown teams. Um, not sure what to do with this one. And that's Washington here in New York to take on the Jets. The Jets favored by three, even though it's Trevor Simeon who's going to be quarterbacking. The over-under is 37. I, I guess for me, the play here is the under. Um, but I, I'm, in all honesty, I'm, I'm probably not going to touch this game with a 10-foot pole. Any play here for you? 
I don't know what the numbers are for Garrett Wilson, but I think he has a nice, strong game. In fact, I'm very confident playing him in fantasy against us secondary from the Washington Commanders that has shown me that they're very, very sus. So I understand it's Trevor Simeon, whatever, but you know, there, there are some things that you can do to mitigate that, like run the football or use shorter passes. And you've seen Garrett Wilson just be absolutely like whatever the reception number it is. I'm, you know, as long as it's reasonable, then I think you're, you're, it's going to be over. I think he'll be the subject of a lot of passes. And more importantly, uh, let's talk about this Eagles team at home. Uh, favored by 13 and a half against the Giants. A lot of people feel that this is the get right game for the Philadelphia Eagles. Do you believe that? And, and, and your thoughts on 13 and a half? It's a lot of points against a divisional opponent. I hate 13 and a half. I do think that the Eagles win this game. But I also, I think I've seen a little bit of, you know, like they're very familiar with each other. They know each other's tendencies. I've seen some areas of vulnerability in that Eagles defense, specifically against the run. Kenneth Walker really showed you the way. And not to say that, you know, that, that, that this Giants offense is as good or, or as, as dynamic as the Seattle offense. But, I mean, Saquon still <laughs> probably, you know, right up there, top three in the league, right? So when it comes to this game, I – it's way too many points for me, but I think like I'd look at the Saquon number in that one, and I think that's kind of a, a very smart play. Maybe the, the total, his scrimmage yards. You know, it's really interesting, um, Cynthia, that you know the, the the Eagles are still favored to win the NFC East, and 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 you know they they take on the Giants twice within the next three weeks. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals in between. Meanwhile, the Cowboys have a much more difficult schedule. I understand why. But at minus 300, is that surprising to you? I still have them winning the division. I don't know. Like, look, do I feel, do I feel so great about it? No, but I feel, I feel like, especially considering what we saw from the Cowboys last week, that perhaps, you know, if, if the schedule does matter. I mean, that Lions game will probably be very pivotal for the NFC East the Lions and Cowboys game. That one probably decides it. Again, Cynthia Freeland, you see her all over the NFL network, joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Before we let you go, we always like to talk fantasy. Uh, and uh, hopefully folks were able to uh, win in advance heading into week two of their fantasy football season. I know that I did not in your league because I did not choose my, my players accordingly. And I had uh, White <laughs> as well as uh, Cook. Uh, on my bench, I, let's not oh. dive in. Oh, I, I don't even, I can't, I can't even, I'm like, I'm like sick to Ugh. my stomach. Uh, but nonetheless, let's talk about quarterbacks as we always like to start off. Now you said you think that the Cowboys and the Miami Dolphins are going to have the largest total. So does that mean like Dak Prescott and Tua are no brainers this week? I mean, ugh, I don't love like the quarterback positions like sneaky hard this year because of all the backups playing. Yeah, you're going to play both Tua and Dak, but, you know, be prepared for Tua's numbers to not look so great if the Raheem Mostert game just goes off and they go keep going back to that game plan, right? So that could be the play here, but I do think both Dak and Tua are worth the start. You could also actually look at Jake Browning. He gets the Steelers defense who are without 
both of their safeties and most notably Minka Fitzpatrick, who is a game wrecker in and of himself. So I'm looking at that one. I'm not saying it's more safe than Tua or Dak, but I'm saying like if you're going to consider some alternatives. I also think Baker Mayfield could have a strong showing. I'm curious to see, you know, the Trevor Lawrence situation being what it is, is always, I don't know if he's playing or not as of right now. And we probably won't know for at least a little bit of time, but you know, that, that could be an interesting one as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually, it's interesting. I had this conversation with a friend of mine who's uh, starting Baker Mayfield against me this week in fantasy. Uh, so I was going to ask you about him anyway. Uh, in, in regards yep. to uh, running backs, uh, the Baltimore Ravens are not great at defending running backs out of the backfield, especially in the passing game. I'm expecting a huge game for Christian McCaffrey. That's for sure. And also uh, Mostert uh, against Dallas. Dallas isn't great when they go up against a running back who's got a fullback who's leading the way for them as well as zone blocking that we see Miami do quite often. So those are two guys that are pretty high on my radar. Who else do you like this week? I think that you want to take a look at and see, like, look, like, of course you'd want people who aren't in shared backfields, but you don't always get the benefit of being able to play that. I think both of the guys in Detroit are good options against the Vikings, David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. I also think on the other side, just keep an eye on the injury report. Alexander Madison may or may not play. He's questionable. If not, you're going to want to go ahead and, you know, make sure you get other people in for that, his replacement for sure. So like, just keep an eye on those things. And I think Brees Hall also is a huge and important factor against the Washington commanders. Told you I like those short passes from Trevor Simeon. Um, wide receivers, who are you eyeing this week? Chase Brown, go back to that Cincinnati well, but let's talk about the fact that there's no Jamar Chase and that does open up opportunities for other guys. You're probably not able to get a guy like T Higgins, or if you are, it's a DFS play and, and in a DFS play, it's a good one, but not my favorite one. Cause he's very, very pricey, but the Chase Brown factor is very good in this one too. And, and you could also say Tanner Hudson, who's the tight end in that case as well. Um, you know, are, are you, are you, I like, so for example, uh, Keenan Allen is out, right? So, yep. uh, you know, Josh Palmer, a guy that, that you're looking at as well. My problem with Josh, pa sure. He'll get a lot of, he'll get a lot of, of uh, you know, it, it's, it makes sense to think he'd get a lot of volume. My problem though, is that the bills need to work some things out on their defense. You don't have Keenan Allen you're not really, you don't have a lot of scary figures in that defense, in that offense that you're really defending, right? So I just think he gets a lot of extra attention. And while he had a strong game against the Raiders and what it amounted to garbage time, I don't necessarily think that, I think the, the Bills are looking at this and they're like, hey, we've, we really need to like adjust to life here. Like with all of our defensive injuries, we need to like make sure we got that out of our system. So I don't trust that one a ton. I, I can see, I can see the, the, I can see the idea here, but I don't know that one, that one scares me a little bit. Um, last but not least, let's talk tight ends. Uh, Trey McBride on the top of a lot of lists because you've got Marquise Brown who's out like, you know, he's going to get a, a ton of volume against the Chicago bears is, is, yep. would you put, would you put McBride over Travis Kelsey this week? No, but I would put McBride in. He's in a top 12, but I don't have him over Kelsey. If I'm looking at 
what's going on with like, look, like I, I understand that the defense has played a lot better since Antonio Pierce took over for the Raiders, but they're still not this world beating defense. And typically it's Travis Kelsey that beats the Raiders and they, that this is just like everything else. They need to get that back on track as well. So I, I wouldn't play him over Travis Kelsey, but I would play him over a lot of other guys. And one who we shouldn't forget. I actually think if you find yourself in a pinch, I think Hunter Henry, he's been in the end zone three times in two games. This is the guy who Bailey Zappi looks to. It's all about volume. In the past few weeks, he's been the only bright spot other than Ezekiel Elliott in this offense. So I think Bailey Zappi, I think that if there's one thing I'm looking at in that game with maybe not a lot of points scored between Denver and New England, I think Hunter Henry could be a nice pickup for you. Again, she's Cynthia Freeland. You can see her all over the NFL Network pretty much every day of the week um, because that's what <laughs> she does. Uh, Cynthia, adore you, love you. Thank you for your time. So We so appreciate it here on 98.7 ESPN. Happy holidays to you and your beautiful family, my friend. Always such a pleasure to be on with you. Love you so much. Happy holidays to your family. I, You know what? It just means I get to see you sooner. Combine time is almost here, sis. <laughs> it's my favorite time of the year. Well, kind of. Well, sounded like I was singing a Christmas tune, but nonetheless, uh, hopefully I will see you soon, Cynthia. Everybody sit tight. Still a lot more coming your way. 98.7 ESPN. right what he's been able to do then also on the other side you have Jabbar uh, Muhammad who's been absolutely phenomenal and with the healthy secondary of Turner and Powell now 